0: Executive Pastor, Andrea Holling. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, there is no greater love. There's nothing like having communion with God. And when I looked up the definition, it said the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. God wants us to be in communion with Him, And God He gave me the scripture. He said Amos three and three. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Come Come on. The prophetic word went forth, you know, in January. All month long the prophets have been praying and praying. And the word that kept ringing in my it was relationship. Yes. Come on. Yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He said relationship. And relationship is the definition, it says, is the way in which two or more people feel and behave toward each other. Yes. Come on. So I came to ask you, are you walking in agreement? with God on today. God began to speak to me. And he was telling me, he said, you begin to wax cold. And when something has waxed cold, it loses its fervor. It loses its zeal. It begins to fall back. And I said, "God, I don't want to fall back from you." But he kept telling. He said, I've, He said, I've, "I've put that, the sickness of your mother on you." He said, "I've put the, the anxiety, the frustration, the anger, the aggravation, just so you can turn back to me." And I begin to think of a fire. You know, when the fire, when something's wax cold, it's, it's, it's kind of cool uh, to the touch. So I began to think about the scripture that in Revelations, it said, I wish that you were neither hot, that you were neither cold. He said, because of your lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. And I didn't want God to spew me out of his mouth. So he showed me the fire. He said, the fire, when it dies down, there's just a smoldering ember. And we kind of think that when you have to he said I'm trying to rekindle you he said when I'm when he takes the poker and he's poking at us he's stirring up the kindling he's trying to reactivate that which is within us because sometimes we 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 become lax and then we become overwhelmed and we become weary in doing what God has called us to do. So he says, I'm poking the kindling. I'm trying to stir that thing up within you. He said, that's what I'm when, when he's using, he said, when I'm using your mother, when I'm using the aggravation, when I'm using the frustration, that's so you can turn back to me. See, we've been going in the opposite direction. God is, and the internal GPS has been saying, rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. It says, "Go 200 feet, take a left." Then it says to go up another 300 feet, take a right. Then it says, "Rerouting, rerouting." And then all of a sudden, it says, "Make a U-turn." Come on. Come on. Come on. He wants us to turn back to the altar. That's why he gave the apostle, the prophetic word. We've been slowly and gradually moving away, and it's because of the things that we have going on in our life. The issues of life, the pride of life, those circumstances, those situations, things that begin to frustrate us. They take a, us away from God. When, we have the, when those things are in his place, we're not walking in alignment. And it, and it says that those things that take the place of God be, now become idols in our life. And we need to move those things out of the way so that he can move in, so that he can take up residence in our life. That's what he's been trying to do when he says, come back to the altar. And, and he told me today, he said, there was one way or other I'm going to gift you back here to the altar. You don't know how good God is. When you've lost your passion or your zeal or your fervor, he said, it says to even lose the love for him. What does he say? Love me with all your heart, your mind, your soul. He said when we begin to lose favor, we begin to wax cold, we lose our appetite. Apostle always tells us that we are hungry and thirst for righteousness, that we shall be filled. But we're hungering for everything else but God. We're hungering for man, we're hungering for woman, but not for God. And he said, he said, we lose our taste. He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What does the apostle tell us? To link up with him, to walk in agreement with him. God said that Abraham was righteous because he walked with him. That means he was faithful to God. That means he was with God all the time. When I think about somebody that walked with God, I think about Enoch. It said he was 365 years old when God called him up in the air, when God took him home. One of the things I learned in, when we were doing soul details, the says a healthy relationship is critical. She said it's critical for a greater life. If I don't have God, I don't have a greater life. If I don't have the Father, I don't have nothing. Without his love, I am nothing. Yes. Jesus. He said, you've grown faint, you've fallen off. Galatians tell us not to be weary and well-doing. He said, because we're going to reap a harvest if we faint not. So we can't give up in this season. See, a lot of times we, take, we let things take the place of God. We, we say, oh God, I'm too busy. I don't, have just, I don't have enough time for you. But I learned that procrastination permits you from pursuing your purpose. And when I say, God, I'll get with you later, there's a delay in my blessing. There's a delay in my deliverance. Because I say, not now, God, I don't have time for that. I got to do this. I got to do ministry. I got to do work. I got to take care of my mother. And I put him on the back burner And he's telling us today you can't, We can't put him on the back burner We gotta be walking in agreement with him Amen. When I looked at the text It says the number two He said how can two walk together yeah. Two means balance Or prosperity It means teamwork, there's peace and there's harmony It means companionship Or witness And then when I looked at the word walk It says You can either walk away you could bring something or you could carry it away. Then when I look further on and I got these definitions from the Strong's Concordance. So it says to depart from or you can follow. But it also means to prosper and to pursue. And it says to cause to run. I said I got to start running after him. When you see me running around this building, I'm running for my life. Come on. I'm running because I need God. Yes. And I've been so far away. I've been feeling like the dry bones that Ezekiel was talking about. How can these dry bones live? They got to be watered. You got to be watered with the spirit. You got to take him in. You can't lose the relationship. This is the most important relationship that you will ever have. I don't care about your boo, your honey, your do or whoever. This is the most important relationship that you have to have is with God. It's critical for our life. If we don't have them, we have nothing. We're going to die. What is he told? When I learned about relationship, let me go down here. Is every relationship requires choice? So the prophets were talking about choose ye this day, whom you're going to serve. Either I'm going to choose to live or I'm going to choose to die. I'm going to choose to love you. I'm going to choose to hate you. I'm going to choose to do good. I'm going to choose to do evil. There's a choice. We have a choice in the matter. God has always been there waiting for us. He said, but what we're doing is we're leaning on our own own understanding. We're relying on our own natural abilities. When my natural ability can't get me out of a situation, who do I have to call on God? He said, then you're relying on your own inclinations. I know what we always say when we say the the offertory declaration, and God incline your ear to me. But God says, I've been speaking, but you haven't been listening. Because you haven't been in my presence to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Do the prophets not always tell us that? When God chose us, he, he chose, God made a choice when he chose to create the universe and to create us. He said he made man in his image and his likeness, Genesis 1 and 27. He said he, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. So when he created us, he gave us a mind, a will, intellect, and emotions. We can either choose to get with him, or we can choose to not to be with him. How they say you, you can get with this or you can get with that? I'm trying to get with him. <laughs> I'm trying to be intimate with him. <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm trying to have him love on me. Because <laughs> there's nobody that's going to love you like Jesus. <laughs> In the midnight hour when you cry and you're all by yourself, when he hugs you and holds you tight, there's nothing like it. He said he gave us the will. That means we have free volition to make a choice. So who are we going to choose? Choose him or choose somebody else? He said he gave us emotions. Emotions are for us, not for us just to interact with one another, but to interact with God, he's the one that gave us the emotions. He wants to know when we're sad, when we're glad, when we're, when we're down, when we're out, when we're frustrated. He wants to know all that. He says, he's, I've been waiting right here for you to come. He said, and relationship requires covenant. There's an agreement that has been made, but we have not been keeping our part of the bargain." He said a covenant involves some type of agreement, a promise between two parties, which they swear an allegiance to one another. So we swore the allegiance when we said, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten, that he's the son of God, the only begotten son. That's what we believe, right? We confess and we said we believe in our heart we confess with our mouth. But we're just giving lip service if our heart is truly not in it. Hmm? I, I thought about the 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 Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway, where is the love? You said you give to me when I freed you. God is saying, where is the love at? I've been here waiting for it. I set you free. I delivered you. But where is the love that you promised me? I knew my OGs were like that. He said, where is the love? Come on. We made a promise to him. He is a promise keeper, a covenant keeper. But we're breaking the promise that we made with him. We're not keeping our part of the bargain. There was covenants between what? Adam and all of creation. But soon as Adam messed up, then the covenant was broken. We know that disobedience caused the sin. And then here we are having to start all over again. That's why he sent his only son into the world to reconcile us back to him so that we can have that relationship that we had in the garden of Eden. We could have been living the life of luxury, not having to work, to sweat, the toil of the ground, not to have to till anything. He didn't have to give us you wouldn't have have to give us any comp- compensatory accommodations if we had just been listening in the first place, right? Then he had the covenant with Noah. He had the destroy everything in the earth and then what, he, what was his promise I'll never destroy the earth again with water I, I don't want to be in no fire I don't know about y'all right you, I gotta keep my promise then he said he gave he a covenant with Abraham in the sea what did he tell him? leave the land of Ur go into the place that I promised you he said I'm gonna make your descendants outnumber the stars, and the sand. He made a covenant with him. And Abraham c- continued to walk with him, continued to believe in God, to trust in God. Then he had David and his sons. And then, we, of course, we have the new covenant with Christ. There's a new covenant that reconciled us back into the right relationship. And I, I thought about John 13 and 8 when Peter says, when, he, when Jesus got down to wash the disciples' feet, and Peter said, no, you're not going to wash my feet. But Jesus told him, he said, unless I wash you, you don't belong to me. Unless we allow God to wash us. You know, when God wants us to come and reason with him, when he wants us to come reason with him, he said, I'm going to take away that pain, that hurt. I'm going to wash the sin away when you come and reason with him. But we're so We feel so much guilt and so much shame. We think that we're not worthy to come before his presence when we are. He says, as long as we confess it to him, he's going to forgive us. He's going to cleanse us from every unrighteousness. We just had to come before the altar. It's not the only place where we get the oil of the anointing or the fire, but we get the, the water, the spirit. That's what we get when we come to the altar. We get a refreshing, a renewing, a reinvigorating, a reviving, a rejuvenation when we come to the altar. And what we haven't been doing, we haven't been accountable in our relationship. First thing he tells us to do what? It's to love him. That's all we got to do is love him. But sometimes we can't love him because we don't love ourselves. And I thought about, as the apostle was teaching us in soul detox, God began to speak to me last night. And you know how she told us to put the, the... the the things that we were going through, that we were dealing with, like avoidance, dismissive, and stuff like that. I said I was. God said, you wouldn't been avoiding me. You've been dismissing me." And I just began to cry. I said, "God, I don't want to dismiss you. We got to think about it. When we were in the first in a relationship, you loved Joe boo. You talked to him every day. You called him on the phone." you want to see them every day you wouldn't even fall asleep we were even i wouldn't even listen to on the phone music on the phone with my boy i'm listening to one thing he listening to something else but that was love that's what we thought was love because we would talk we would get together every day see one another but god said where was the love that you're showing me why aren't you with me every day why aren't you seeing me every day why aren't you setting the time aside, time aside to be with me every day he said, Matthew twelve and thirty, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul and with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment that he gave to us. And how do we show that love? By spending time with him, right? That's how we show the love. He said, then I want you to trust me. Proverbs three five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, like we said, not leaning you know, on our own understanding, but in every way acknowledge him, so that he will make our path straight. <laughs> we've been allowing distractions to come in. So that when we're walking down the path, the distractions are hitting us, we're not focused on him like we're supposed to be, right? Psalm, Isaiah 12 and two says, and those who know your name put their trust in you. I gotta trust and believe that he's gonna do what he says he's gonna do. What does he tell us? He's not a man that he should lie, but every word that proceeds out of his mouth. He's not the son of man that he should repent. But every word that proceeds out of his mouth shall not return to him void. So his word is bond. His word is true. You know, everybody, you can't say, my word is bond. But God says, because he swears by his own name. Psalm 1 and 1, he said, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in God. We're blessed when we trust him. We don't don't believe that. We're blessed when we trust him. The third thing we have to do on our part is to believe Hebrews 11 and 6 says it is impossible to please God without faith it requires a walk of faith what do we say we walk by faith and not by sight so we can't we can't look at the perception that we see because it's not reality to us we got to believe what the word of the Lord says he said anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists so when I want to come to him I got to believe that he is he says I am that I am that I am and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him we got to be earnest in our pursuit I know Elder Lisa always says consistency makes a champion I can't run this race without perseverance oh my, amen. I got to be able to endure some things so that I can walk with him and that I can be in agreement with him we have to be in pursuit of him he's always in pursuit of us. He says, I'm close to the broken He said, come on, honey. I'm right here. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is come before me. I know what's in your heart. I know what's going on, but you just got to speak it. And do you know that silence even is speaking? Yeah. So I've, when I've been silent with him, I've still been speaking. Yeah. We have to have like the prophet said, immediate obedience. Yeah. It's about our commitment to him. Every relationship requires choice. You know God has feelings? Come on. He said he's a jealous God. Exodus 20, 3 to 5. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any graven images. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, for the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. He says, I will visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. He's jealous for us. You know, God rejoices over us with singing. Yeah. What did he say? I know the thoughts and the plans that I have. for you. He thinks about us all the time. I have purpose for you. I have a plan for you. My plan is to what? Prosper you and not to harm you, right? What he said, to give you a hope and a future, right? What he said, he wishes above all things that we prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. God wants us to prosper, but we can only prosper in him. We can't be like Israel in the text and we want to keep doing our own thing. Every time they got money or got wealthy or got rich, they got lazy. They got fat. They begin to draw back. And God say I'm calling you back to me That's why he said the, the prophet to go talk to them uh-huh. To get them to turn, turn from their wicked ways Like we've been saying And humble themselves and repent and, and come back to him That's what he wants from us He's been calling us and calling us But we haven't been hearing him God wants to be close to us He wants to be intimate with us And that's what communion is an intimacy If we draw nigh to him He'll draw nigh to us but we got to make the first move. Because God what is it? God will not force himself on anybody. He said, you got to make the first move. Sometimes you got to be like me, like I like for somebody to pursue me. So I wasn't going to make the first move. But God is saying, no, you're going to make the first move. I'm not pursuing you. I'm right here. I'm waiting for you to come. So come on. He said he doesn't want anything drawing us away from him. And when it happens, like I said, that, Object that person, that place or thing becomes priority over him and God is saying that make me your priority what does Matthew 6 and 33 tells us? seek him first he has to be first and foremost we have a, a to-do list that we have that we want to check off some stuff that we've accomplished but is God at the top of the list have we checked off the time that we spent with him today? Have we checked off the time that we listened for his voice? Yes. Have we checked off the time that we laid in his presence? Yes. He says, make me the top of that list. Wow, we seek him in prayer and fellowship and communion. That's how we seek him. Yes. Jesus always talked with God. Jesus took time to pray to know what the Father's will was. What did he say? He was praying in the garden, right? What he said? Everybody else didn't want to pray because they were sleeping, right? But here he was praying, getting strategy, getting a vision from God, hearing from the Father. He says, I don't do nothing without first communicating with the Father. Yes. And that's how we ought to be. Communicate first with the Father before we even think about doing anything. Anything that involves, anything in our life, we ought to be first seeking him after it. We got to schedule time with God. That's just not enough to say, okay, I'm going to wake up a half hour early so I can give you some time, God. No. When he says you're in agreement with him, that means you you got to set aside some time with him. It means, agree means to meet at the set time. There's a set time that God has to meet with us. I remember every Saturday we used to come in here and pray, and I loved Saturday morning prayer because I knew that was my time with him because my house would be Chaotic it would be a distraction for me so I would come in here I knew I could get before his face I could get in his presence he had already been calling me but I haven't been listening I've been letting everything else weigh down on me when he said no give it to me what he said, cast your cares upon him because he cares for us but we've been holding on to that we've been holding it like it was a prize or something when he said release it he said all you gotta do is let go I remember Apostle when she was teaching, she said that having great relationships takes dedication. It takes humility. It takes skill. So we got to be dedicated and commitment. Where is the resiliency? Where is the diligence? Where is the earnestness? We have to have that when we're seeking his face. And we have to be humble before him. That means we can't allow pride to get in the way. Pride pushes God away it pushes us away from him then he said that we need, you need skill do we have skill enough to be in his presence skill is like is it's, it's communicating it's, it's social being social Being can we be social with God can we interact with him can we come be with him can we walk with him 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty when we walk with God. There is a freedom that cannot be explained when you have God. John 8 and 36 says, Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Pride will keep you bound. So let's free ourselves from the guilt, the worry, the shame, the bitterness, the resentment, the fear. We have to be intentional in our pursuit of him. What's the songwriter say? He's intentional. We got to be just as intentional as he is. We have to make it a purpose. That's my purpose to be with God. And Apostle said another thing. She said, we got to check in sometime. We got to check in with God sometime. We got to say, God, this is my time to check in. I'm going through some things. I'm feeling some type of way. If I don't hear from you, God, I'm going to lose my mind. If I don't seek your presence, God, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I gotta check, I'm checking in right now, God. I'ma pull over to the side of the road if I got to. I'ma start talking to you in the store, even with a whole bunch of people around. That's, we gotta check in with God. We can't squeeze him in. And that's what we've been doing, squeezing him in. You know, we gotta do allow ourselves to be vulnerable. I'm, I'm a person that I don't like to be vulnerable. I'm going to be honest. I want to be strong. I want you to see the, the toughness. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like diesel. Like, I ain't nothing going to bother me. No. Sometimes you got to be vulnerable with God. You got to just say, God, I'm here. Have your way with me. Do what you want to do. I'm moving self out of the way. Sometimes self is the idol that's in the way. Yes. you got to move out of the way so he can move in he wants to be the king on the throne of our heart but we don't give him enough space we try to rent space so let him take the all of it do you know that nothing can separate us from his love I don't care what it is that we do we, he will not separate himself from us he's always been there He said, I've always been here. You just got to turn around and come to me. I haven't left you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you until the end of the what? The age. He's a promise keeper. His word said, his faithful love endures forever. You know how his love is? His love knows no depths, no heights, no bounds. It says, his love casts out perfect. His love casts out all fear. His perfect love. We don't have to be afraid to come to him. We don't have to be like Adam and Eve hiding, hiding in the garden when they messed up. No, come to me, I know you messed up. I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with. Come before me. The Bible said that deep calls unto deep. And I think we've been in the shallow end. We're not wanting to wade in the pool, because sometimes we don't know what's going to happen. But you know, if you you know, I, I don't swim, so I don't. Be, I be trying to be in the shallow part. I'm. A, I'm gonna dip my feet in or whatever. I'm not gonna let it come. You know, I'm gonna let it go right maybe right here to my waist. I'm not gonna let it go any further. But God is saying, take the plunge. He's saying, come in. I got you. You're not gonna drown. You're not gonna be overwhelmed. He said, come in. Come on. The water feels fine. What he said when he stirred up the pool? Come on. Come in. Get your deliverance. Get your healing. Get your baptism. I'm here to ready to refresh you. He told us, "Don't be fearful." He said, "I'm your God." Don't be dismayed. He says he's upholding us in his righteous right hand. He said he's the sun and the shield. He gives us his grace and his glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Them that walk with him, them that believe in him, them that have faith in him, them that trust in him. He's not going to withhold any good thing. So whatever it is that we need, God will give it to us. But we got to be in a relationship. That's what's most important, the relationship. We can't treat him like He's a, as if he's a jump off. There has to be an Intimacy. I can't go in and get my quick fix and say, God, okay, I'm done. No. Intimacy. Intimacy requires time. you got to spend some time in this presence. That's what intimacy is about. Zephaniah nine 3 and 17, like I said, it says, the Lord is, your, is in your midst. Anyone, a mighty one who will save, he rejoices over us. When he sees us coming, he's so happy. It's almost like, the, like we've been prodigal. Now we've done come to our senses. He said, I'm, I'm right here, I'm waiting with, for you. I got the ring, I got the robe, I got the, the, the shoes, the sandals. Come on, come back to me. Walking should be our way of life. When we, when we walk with him, we're in agreement with him. He's saying, Come back to the altar where I can restore the joy of your salvation. I've been feeling like I didn't have any joy anymore. But what we what we always say. nobody can take our joy from us but we kind of give it away nobody can't take it but we we give it away it's like we don't want it anymore but we gotta be in his presence to get it back he said in his presence there was fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore I want the pleasures of God I want the, the righteousness of God I want the joy of God. I want the, the, the peace of God. He said, the peace that surpasses all understanding. You don't get that if, you don't, if you're not in agreement. You don't get that if you're not walking with him, if you're not believing him, if you're not trusting in him. We don't get that unless we're in his presence. He said, we got to be together. We got to be one. Together means one. It means unity. God is calling us to be, well, holy. He said, be he holy for I am holy. We have to come together in harmony with him, pursue him, and we got to meet him at the appointed time so that we can come back into his presence. Everyone standing. We just want to thank those who have been following us online may the grace of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you thank you for joining us and we say go in peace I don't know if you're here and you need prayer you want us to come into agreement with you I'm asking that you come to the altar if you're here and you want to partner with us in ministry you want to link up with us you're more than welcome to come